and the podcast has started it has commenced and with that being said the chapter one of this podcast shall open with me using a verse particular lyric of an artist or a singer that i like if you're a fan of the podcast if you have been listening for a minute you already know how it works and today we are going to quote wu-tang clan who said in the song sometime before the bushes got in office i don't know the timeline of release of all that old school New York head thought we all fight in the tunnel type music. I, 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 I to a certain point, and I, and I, I name myself a, a very talented historian. I tend to lose track of all that after a certain point. But they said in the song, some uh, 30 to late 20 years ago, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to F with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to F with. If you were part of Wu-Tang Clan at the moment, if you were a fan of the Wu-Tang Clan movement, if you were in the northeastern region of this country, then of course you know during that time and era how impactful it was. It was an amazing thing to be a part of. With that being said, my name is JT. Welcome to the People's Paradise Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the family. One piece, one love. How you guys doing? What's rocking? What you guys up to? It is Monday, almost Tuesday. How's it going? We have three more days left of Halloween. We have three more days. Women, you have three more days to enjoy every single party that you are allowed to dress up as a slutty police officer or a slutty firewoman or dress up as a catwoman being um, in a sexual relationship with Robin. If your boyfriend doesn't have the balls and isn't tall enough to be Batman, he can be Robin in the relationship as possible. I actually like Halloween. As an adult, you look at Halloween a little bit different because when you a kid, you just think candy, candy, candy. You know, as an adult, you just think carbs, 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 sugar, carbs, sugar. I might have diabetes, high blood pressure. And you know, you know, I, you know, two of those I ain't been diagnosed with. But the carbs, I am trying to watch my carbs right now. I'm trying to get my abs set for summer 2019. I'm going on a cruise in June, so I gotta look sexy. But and shout out to the homie Deva at the coffee shop that I'm recording this at right now. She made me this uh, she made me this white chocolate mixture thing. Bro, it tastes bomb as bombs. It tastes bomb as the plane that flew into the World Trade Center. That is a joke that we should not make right now. But <laughs> um, I had a lot I wanted to talk about in this episode. Shout out to Joe Rogan. Really, really talented podcaster talented local tour in general very eloquent very well read i was watching uh i was watching the small clip that he did with brett weinstein and he was talking about a debate between cult versus religion and he they basically were saying what's the difference between a cult and a religion and what makes a religion better than a cult and you know either or either of those two gentlemen had differing opinions about that uh, me, myself, I name myself a man of many cults. I am a man of many cults. I am a part of the cult of Kendrick Lamar. I am part of the cult of Cardi B. I am a cult, I am part of the cult of Offset from the Migos. You feel me? I hey, I'm, I I participate in many cults. I participate. I participate in the cult. It's the fans of Goliath and Gargoyles. You know, five one thousand years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of. <laughs> I'm really letting y'all know low-key how nerdy I really am by letting y'all this revealing this revealing 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 entertainment that I love and listen to so recreationally. But uh Um to speak seriously, let me get all the jokes aside. Um Cult versus religion. What is the difference? I wanna ask you guys this because this this actually does interest me because 
when you look at a cult, when you look at a religion, more or less, there is similar structure. There is usually a spiritual basis, spiritual foundation. Uh, it's obviously, uh, it's obviously a gathering place. It's usually some type of de de deity, deity. What's the word that you use when you deified, deified human figure in the religion at the center of the religion? Um, whether you're talking about the Jim Jones movement, whether you're talking about Jesus and the Christianity movement, I personally think that when you the difference between a cult and a religion is more of a game of tag with terminology. I think they are more or less the same. I do think they're more or less the same. I uh, I think the only difference between cults and you know what is interesting was like, and this is a parallel. This is like um, when you talk about Scientology, most Christians are or most people are against Scientology. Scientology has a really bad reputation, has a really bad stigma for being a religion for idiots, for wackos, for crazy people. And I've actually visited a Scientology. I've visited all churches before. I've walked into a mosque. I, I went into I went into a mosque and had service. I went into a Buddhist. No, I didn't go to a Buddhist one. I didn't, I didn't go to a Buddhist one. But I went to a mosque and had service there. Of course, I grew up in the Christian foundation. I grew up in a Christian household. I grew up in a Christian structured family. My grandmother was a pastor, preacher, Sunday school teacher, choir, everything, cookie maker, everything that matters in the black in the black household. So, I always I've always had that. I've always had a Christian basis in my life when it comes to this, how I explore knowledge, how I look at things. I'm atheist now, more or less. Um, I went to Scientology meetings. So I, it's interesting because, and I was going to make this point in the podcast, and when Joe and Brett were talking about it, I thought about this. Like, It's so weird to me. It's so weird to me the stigma that Scientology has against the Scientologists have because I've always said, from what I understand, the main difference between Scientology and the main difference between Christianity is Christianity believes there's a God and angels, etc., etc. Versus with Scientology, from what I've read, they believe in an alien God that created us is going to come back and take us, etc., etc. And from what I also understand, the person that created the religion was also um, a science fiction novelist. Now, what I had said was the only reason I said the only I said the craziest thing about that when you compare Christianity, when you compare when you compare most Judaic religions to Scientology, the craziest thing about the comparison, and when you do make the comparison, is Scientology in the modern world probably makes more sense. You know, like if you ask anybody who's around my age in their twenties or in their teens, and you ask them which do they believe more in, angels or aliens, I'm gonna say at least seven times out of ten they're gonna tell you aliens. I'm just gonna be they're gonna tell you aliens. I do think I do think like nowadays, particularly in America, I can't speak for the young generation in other countries, but I do think growing up out, I think generally when you go around here, I do think it's more common for you to have an open mind when it comes to um, beliefs outside your main grounded religion. You know, I don't think I think like I think like the people who were born in like the '80s and '70s. I do think their brains started to wander a little bit, but I do think they have more of a grounded faith, solid belief in Christianity or in Islam or in Judea, uh, Jewish faiths. And that's not to say that everybody who's born in the 90s and 2000s are, are, um, are, um, um what's the word? What's the word? Um, what's the word that you should use? Um, I don't know. Non-believers. It's not to say that all of us are, um, are non-believers. It is not to say that all of us are non-believers. I can't speak for all of us. What I will say is I do think our generation is more open-minded, at least the generation that's in, Cal it's in America. At least the generation that's in California. Here's what it is. Um, 
leading from that conversation, I guess we can have the talk and say which is more interesting. I'm not much. We're not more interesting, sorry. <laughs> but leading from that conversation, because I do think cults and religions are more or less alike. More or less alike. Now, granted, when we do think of cults, we think of all the crazy, the four or five, six, six or seven crazy cults we do have that have gathered four to five hundred people and one sitting and had them kill each other or have them kill themselves or believe that the, the doomsday was coming at, 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 at this age and we should sell all our life insurance and sell our positions because... Jesus is coming back that day. You have you have outside of those extreme um, those extremes that you have. Truthfully, any you can have any code. I mean, hell, in essence, because I, 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 like I said, I think it's to name something a code. I think it's just a game of tag with terminology. Like I think you could look at the beehive of Beyonce as a code. They really love Beyonce to a love to a level that is just in like unimaginable just incomprehensible how much they really love this woman like bro they love this bitch they will kill babies for this woman like they love her a lot so it's kind of weird just like i think any i think think about people when people think about humans in general is when we gather in masses and group think we're dangerous and that's with everything whether it's in religion whether it's in politics i was listening to an interview that uh, joe rogan did with stephen crowder shout out to stephen crowder i'm actually subscribed to his youtube channel and i like stephen crowder because a lot of his opinions that he has even though he's far right he's republican a lot of the opinions that he has i do share about things i do notice that he kind of has the he has that same uh, goggles of hate, blinded by hatred of the left, that he says that the left has for the Republicans, and I think it kind of, it kind of like doles his blade, doles his vision on a few, on a few issues, and that's the thing. That's the thing. I would, that's what I would say about Stephen Crowder. I think that a lot of, I think that a lot of times, I think that a lot of times with humans, when we get into grass mass group things of like three, four hundred people, when we, when we, when we get, when we get, when we, when we all get in our little room, get around our little friends and stuff like that, get a few cups of coffee and feel like we're welcome, feel like we're all one with one another. I do think it gets to a point where it's like, oh my God, everybody just thinking the same thing and nobody's having any outside difference of opinion. So it's dangerous. That's just my personal opinion. Now with that being said. We can stem, we can go from that con we can go from that conversation. We could go from that conversation and have a conversation about we could branch away from that and have a conversation about do you think organized religion is good for humans? Do you think organized religion is good for us as a people? And I want you guys to let me know in the comments of the podcast, do you think organized religion is necessary in this modern world that we have where we not only do we have thanks to the efforts of Steven Steven Jobs of iPhones and 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 orderable Poonani, do you think do you think do you think organized religion is organized religion is necessary now? And I mean me personally how I feel about it is I think like I don't think organized religion is necessary. I don't believe in organized religion. I don't. I don't. I don't subscribe to it. But at the same time, well, I'm gonna say this: I don't believe in organized religion. I don't like it. But at the same time, I do think the average man needs a belief system to follow. And in the year 2018, Christianity has existed for say 2,000 years. Judaism has existed for I'm assuming like 3,000 years, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm just giving out vague numbers. So we can argue that despite all the innovation that we've had in the world, 
despite all the religions that have died because of technological innovations proving the proving the disuse of them we don't believe in a weather god anymore we don't believe in a rain god we don't believe in a corn god we don't believe in a waterfall god we don't believe in a fire god despite all of that just that despite all of that you still despite all of that you've seen that you've seen that um what's the word i'm trying to say that despite all of that you've seen that despite all of that you've seen that um that somehow belief in christ somehow belief in allah somehow belief in and um i don't know the figures of judaism but like i think i think it's more or less the same as christianity but somehow you've seen that despite all of that it's been necessary for all it's been necessary for a significant amount of humans to have belief in those figures have belief in that system i don't think you i think humans in general we need a belief system. We have to believe that we're living for something. We can't just believe we're, we're waking up every day to go to Taco Bell and work eight hours a day and then come back home and give our daughters um, leftover ch- uh, ch- quesadillas. Like, we don't want to believe that. We want to believe that. We want to believe that we're all here for a purpose. We want to believe that. Even like how you have all these motivational speakers that are going around telling people, trying to motivate people to to find reason, to find that find the the gaha the gaha which in portuguese means like the grip the grip the grip to get themselves together and become entrepreneurs and find their life and restart their life over again and get off drugs etc etc dedicate their life to christ or katie perry whoever else is our option like you see all these guys who are doing that who are making a money off of more or less being guides to people and i think a lot of that you know what's weird about that interesting about that is like you have motivational speakers. You have Robert Greene who came up with the book Mastery, and uh, which was a book about finding your calling, finding your purpose in the world. You have all these guys that um, you have all these guys, bro, that like who make a living off of helping you find your calling. Where back in the day, two thousand, four thousand years ago, all the career options that all the career options that you had, be there have been carpenter. Either I've been woodcutter, which is the same thing. I apologize. I'm not very uh, varied in my opinion. <laughs> my occupations test is very limited to figure school carpentry, woodcutter, wood shaver, woodsman. <laughs> but um, um, you had carpenter, you had woodcutter, you had woodsman. <laughs> Doing it again. But like, if you were a carpenter, if you were a stone, if you were the hunter, if you were the hunter gatherer, if you were the planter, if you were the um, the preacher. A lot of what your career, a lot of what your career, what your occupation would be in the world at the time was simply just judged off of what was necessary in the community at the moment. So, like, you, of course you can't, like, and you got to understand, like, a lot of, a lot of that, a lot of that is, um, a lot of that was judged, a lot of that was judged off of what was necessary in the, what was necessary in that immediate community. So, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. I guess uh, am I making myself am I making myself clear? Because I feel like I'm not. A lot of that was just, a lot of the careers that you had back in the day were judged off of what's needed in the community. Fuck what you felt you wanted to do. And we all felt like we didn't want to work, <laughs> but you know. But back in the day, the job that you did was what was necessary for to provide for your family, for the providing community. Thank God, if you're in America, we live in a day and age where you more or less can have the option. We're in this world in general. You can have the option to, um, where you can have the option to to aspire and choose the career that really fulfills you and makes you feel alive in this world and makes you want to soar to the stars and feel like that you can find Christina Aguilera's Instagram page and comment and she'll comment back like thank God we live in that world and that's a great thing 
I do believe in life callings. I do believe in finding your calling. And there's a lot of people who are particularly in the Christian realm that, are that try to attach your calling to to the structure of Christianity, which I don't know. I, I got to do some more reading about that. There's like a, a, a verse or a verse in a chapter in the Bible about finding yourself or meeting Tony Robbins at Tahiti. I, I use Tony Robbins because my uncle actually went to see Tony Robbins at Tahiti. But um, shout out to Tony Robbins. It was French Polynesia, somewhere in French Polynesia. But um, but um, I'm bringing all that. I'm bringing all that up because I'm bringing all that up because I do think that. Now I, I'm, I'm bringing. I. All right, my bad. The microphone cut out again, but it's okay. I was able to recover the audio, so scooch. I won't have to do that whole episode over again. But uh, to get back to what I was saying earlier, I think I think for most of us who grew up in heavily spiritual families, heavily spiritually spiritually themed families or communities, I think a lot of us used to grow up feeling that. Um, guiding your life by a certain spiritual path, by a certain beacon of light that's calling you, that that was that was an exact that was a um, that that was a necessary outline of your life that you had to follow. That was a necessary path that was existing. It took me growing up to becoming a man to realize that that was a that was that's a choice. And a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are Christian, who are Muslim, who are Judaic. Jew, sorry, Jewish. A lot of some, of, a lot of you will, will disagree with me, and I understand. I pray to God I don't lose you as a follower on this podcast with me expressing. It's just my personal opinion, but I feel like belief in all those different faiths. I think I feel like it's just an option. It's the same thing with me. I believe in my calling. I believe that there is a calling. I believe there is something that makes me get behind this microphone, and this just just fills me up with these vocabulary and these definitions and these illustrations that I just have to get out and let you guys know about and my opinions about how the world is and etc etc like I do feel like there's something that is guiding me that is like a like a silver string that's pulling me closer and closer and closer to like that pulled me to this you know and I don't know what that is I don't know if I was just inherently born to talk for hours on end I don't know if that's just like what designs me or defines me but what was designed by God when he made me, but that's just my personal opinion about it. You know, it can go either way. And shout out to the Angie right now who's in front of me. She's going to give me a free soda. <laughs> With that, but in all seriousness, but, it, but in all seriousness, seriously, like, um, those are all options. You know, those are all, I feel like those are all options. And if you are part of an organized religion, if you are part of a cult, quote unquote, once again, as I said earlier, I do think when you're saying the difference between a, a cult and a religion, I do think it's simply a game of terminology. It's a tag with terminology. I do think there's no difference between them. They're just simply groups of humans who get together and group think. You will never stop me from saying that group think is dangerous. You will never, you will never stop me from saying that. I do think it's dangerous. I do think it's dangerous. I think group think is dangerous because what happens is when you get a whole group of a million, thousand, couple, whatever number of people who don't who don't share differing opinions or probably do share differing opinions, but they're too scared to say, to say, to tell the lead um, uh, person that because they all, I cursed when I said that, but I didn't curse. I'm not cursing anymore, mom. But like when you do get people, when you do get people, when you do get people in large numbers to do that, it's dangerous because the outcome that that's how you get, that's how you get the first hike, uh, right, right, whatever that thing is where a lot of Jews got barbecued, like that, that, that's how you get that, that's how you get slavery, that's how you get that, like, 
but people are not brave enough to stand up and combat. Like, thank God, thank God, we're blessed enough to live in a time and day where a lot of this stuff is where a lot of this stuff is uh, disputed. Where it's common knowledge that you shouldn't. Where it's common knowledge, more or less, that you shouldn't put humans in chains. That blacks and whites and Indians and in, in, in Japs are <laughs> Japs chains are equal, but. You got to remember, and I tell people this all the time, that did not used to be common knowledge. There was really a time in this world where for a long, dummy long period of time, that was the social norm. Hundreds of years. I'm talking about hundreds of years that it was just normal just to hate. Things. Like, that's the social norm. That that used to be the social norm. That is crazy. That's insane. Nobody think that? Like, nobody think that's weird? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. And I do think religion and cults have a lot to do with that. I do think group thinking has a lot to do with that. I'm not going to blame religion totally. Because I do think religion is religion just one of the tools that man will use to control people. Kind of push their own motives. Whether it's in a cult or whether it's in a religion. Whether it is to get everybody to, get everybody to the Greek. Get everybody to the gods to worship Zeus. Or whether it's to get everybody to tithe for their church so they can have a, have a building fund. A lot of y'all who are not of African-American descent do not understand how funny that was that I just said, but the building fund is very significant in our communities. Ask anybody out here who went to St. Paul's or St. Missionary's Baptist Church. You know, black churches, we always have those over-illustrious names. But ask anybody who went to one of our churches, St. Missionary's over the water rock in Los Angeles, Compton, Crips X-Bloods meeting spot, Pentecostal House of the Lord. <laughs> but, uh... Nah, bro, on every, but on everything, man, it's, um, on everything, it's, um, on everything, it's, uh, it is what it, it is what it is. Uh, I, uh, so to respond to Joe Rogan and Brent Weinstein <laughs> after that long 20 minute rant, uh, what is the difference between a cult and religion? Honestly, like I said, when I first began my 20 minute tirade, I do think it's just a tag. I do think it's just tag with terminology. I do think there's no difference between them. Whenever, whenever you get a group, whenever you get a group of ignorant ass, whenever you get a group of ignorant ass people, it's a cult. Just being real. Whenever you get a group of ignorant, ignorant people, it's a cult. It's a group of ignorant people who follow Beyonce right now. And they probably finna come assassinate me tonight because I just called them ignorant. It's okay. That last white chocolate sip was worth it. I want y'all to hear this. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. What else can we talk about? Um. Oh, yeah. I heard about the bombing at the Jewish synagogue. And um, I want to say it was, it's, it was in some state in the Northeast. I'm not sure where. Um. I can't speak too intelligently about it because I do not. I am not sure totally what occurred and what happened, etc., etc. Um, I was reading online how um, Kelly Conaway had said she liked Trump's response to it, to the event. I saw it yesterday. I think he tweeted or quoted. And I'm misquoting it, but he said, "You know, anti-Semitism shall not be tolerated in the United States of America." And she said also, she said something else that he's trying to bring culture together, woo, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know totally how I feel about that. I do like his response. I do like his response to that. Um, I And I, I don't know if she said he was bringing cultures together or et cetera. I think he, he said something like he was he's trying to bring the world together or something like that. I felt some type of... 
I agree with the said. I'm gonna let me say this because I'm good. I'm really I gotta always dissect my opinions about somebody's words. I agree. I agree that I do like his response to the to the event that took place, and I want to say rest in peace to all the lives that were lost in that event, man. That is so sad. That is terrible. I hate the fact you. How do you still hate Jews in 2018? Like, you know, we wouldn't have half the TV channels we have without Jewish people. Like, how can you hate Jews people in 2018? But with that being said, like, not many good comedians we got on Comedy Central because of Jewish people. Like, I mean, with that being said, I don't know how. I don't know if I agree with her on the part of where she says that he's um he's bringing all of our races together. I don't know about that because uh you know hey uh same person who said three years ago um what did he say three years ago he said um he was pro- proposing a ban of allowing all Muslims to coming into the country to do it woo so I don't know about that. You know what's weird is I and I was thinking about this the other day. Because I do, there did used to be a time where if you were a white supremacist, Jews were included in the group of minority N-words that you didn't like. Are Jewish people white people now, or is that not a thing anymore? I was thinking about that, like, because there used to be a time where people didn't like Jews, Italians, and Irish people. But now, I'm guessing, apparently, all three of those are in the white category now. So, I'm wondering, like, I don't know, I just thought about that right now. I just thought about that right now. It's interesting. It's, dude, I'm going to tell you what blew my mind, and I know I'm getting off topic. When I was at work on Saturday, I met this couple. We were an Australian couple. And she told me something I had never knew. She told me, like, when you go to Australia, but even then, now I think about it, she knew what she was talking She told me Australia is really diverse. She said, it's really diverse. I can't make her. It's really diverse. Like, I can't make it. I do terrible. Despite how many episodes of The Crocodile Hunter I watched as a child, I do terrible, terrible very 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 terrible australian accents but uh she said oh yeah it's full of all different people from different parts of the world and i and and i was like she's like like my family they're not just white like my family's from italy and portugal i was like bitch that's white like you understand to people who are colored we just look at all races of white people from europe as white like it's like i'm but she did make me into it. She was beautiful too. I don't want to say her name because I don't want her husband to ride on his horse and lasso me it and drag me back to Valley Springs or wherever they live at. But um, very beautiful couple, very nice people. Shout out to them. She was really nice, you know, really nice people. She had really beautiful cheekbones, like really. I be noticing that, bro. That's that's how I know I'm starting to get weird. That's why I know I'm starting to get to the um the childbearing age where you start noticing physical attributes about women that nobody ever pays attention to, like. Oh my God, she has the best ankles. Like, like just little weird stuff like that. I'm starting to notice. And uh, yeah, man, that's just that's just where I've been. At. That's mentally where I've been. At. That's been mentally where I have been at this whole um, last um last two days. Um, I had the best. I had the best shrimp, lavash wrap at my home. If you are trying to cut carbs, if you're trying to cut carbs, bro, one of the best ways I can tell you to cut carbs, bro, go to Walmart. If you go to the Bread Island Walmart, they have an option for you to buy called Lavish Bread. It tastes amazing, and I highly recommend that you get it, bro. It is the best thing that you can purchase on God's green earth. Bro, I am telling you, you you will not be disappointed. I will say that right now. Because I've been, I didn't, I didn't, I got like 20 of them. I've been eating, I've been eating them every single goddamn day. I had a shrimp one today, I had an egg one this morning, I had a chicken one yesterday, I had a steak one today. Bro, I've just been eating them. Mm. I've just been eating them. Uh, and Q&A's, Q&A's, Q&A's. Uh, 
Shout out to everybody who responded to my Q&As on Instagram. I do appreciate the love. Uh, y'all had me weak because I put a quote about, I was like, <laughs> I put a picture of a, a two-lane court projects in Montgomery, Alabama. And I put it in the caption, how do you know you are in the projects? And I said, um, hey, one dude, <laughs> shout out to Jacob. I love Jacob, bro. Really good dude. One of the greatest few firefighters in the world. One of the greatest future firefighters that we have in the world. And what he had said was, is when you see cars on cinder blocks instead of wheels. <laughs> I laughed. I had never thought about that. I had never thought about that. And this actually, this actually might be a good question. This might actually be a good topic for some of you guys from you millennials out there who are looking to purchase homes in unfamiliar areas and uncharted territory or quote unquote the hood. Um, how do you know you're in the hood or not? There are a few tactics that you can. There are a few tactics that you could take. One way, you, one way you can tell you're in the hood or not. This always works. Look at the care of the houses. Look at the care of the houses, and look at the care of the lawns. Lawns ain't cut, and the and the house ain't newly painted. Then you in the hood. And truly, truth be told, sometimes the houses can, sometimes the houses can be dull, and it can be a nice neighborhood. So don't pay too much attention to that. But yeah, I'm talking about if you see the, if, if you see the lawn, if you see the lawn, if the lawn the same size, if the lawn looked like the hair on Frodo's foot in Harry in Lord of the Rings, hey, you are in the ghetto. You are, you need to go. Map Quest lied. Map Quest lied to you. You need to go. Google Maps is not your friend. You need to go somewhere else. That's one way you know you in the hood. Uh, if this is one way to, if you go out, if you go out at odd hours of the day and you see hella people outside just hanging out at the corner, sorry, heck of people outside just hanging out at the corner, that's one way you know you're in an impoverished area. If you see more people in the street than in the house, which truthfully you would have in a way you know, if they was in the house, but if there's more people in the street than you probably would think would be in the house, then yeah, you're probably in a very dangerous area. That's one way. Um, and sometimes you just know. Sometimes you just know. I got that. I got instinct for that. Sometimes, sometimes you just know when you in a shitty area. Sometimes you just know, you know, like, which is kind of ironic because a lot of the times what we think is the suburbs, or what we think is the hood out here, could probably pass for the suburbs and in 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 uh, in, in, uh, in um, what's it what's that what's it called Durban Durban South Africa or um, hell Haiti Malay shit the projects is probably the mansions and if you go if you go to Haiti so I mean it is it is a it is a, it is a it is a it is a it is a different it is a different world. I mean, um, I'm thinking some. Let me think of some other tactics you could use. One other way. One other way you could use is um, I uh, I don't know. I think that I think I think that's it. I think like, I think that can be it. Um, it's a lot of different ways, man. I'm just tell you. Use all the common sense that your mom and dad instilled instilled to you. This is what you went to school for. So be careful. I will tell you, there is a misconception that most people have who have never lived in the hood, who have never lived in an impoverished area, that when you go to the hood, you just go, niggas are just going to snatch you out your car at the stoplight and just rob you and take your Chuck E. Cheese coins and everything. But, like, it's, 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 bro, when I tell you, it's never, like, it's never, you got to be really, you got to be a really, 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 really weak-looking male to it. <laughs> That only happens to you if you go to the part of the hood where it's the most hot at. Like I always tell you, shit, I live in, I've lived in like four or five different hoods in my life. Two of them, only two of them was actually in the part of the hood that's the most dangerous. Because see, most hoods that you go to, see, 80% of the hood that you go to, if you go to most hoods, it won't necessarily be, it, it won't necessarily be people just shooting each other in the streets. What you'll see is you like, you see like random things like crackheads walking around and I'm... <laughs> 
<laughs> I went to my old hood two weeks ago. So it was a quiet sitting in a, you know, like the computer desk chairs with wheels on them. He was sitting, and he was sitting in the chair in the middle of the street, just spinning himself around and around and around. Cars just driving by this nigga. <laughs> you see stuff like that, man. And if you a kid growing up in there, you gonna go through a lot of things because you gonna have to fight. You gonna have to. You gonna have to fight. You gonna have to. Sorry. You gonna have to, you gonna have to fight. You gonna have to put in work. You gonna have to you gonna have to keep some name words off you. You gonna have to let them know. But you know it it don't it don't be that bad, you know. Um, but most most neighborhoods, man. If you a man, if you stand on your own too, you won't have that many problems with people in the neighborhood. Bro, I'm just being all the way honest with you. You know, it really it really just depends. Um, so yeah, that's what I say about that. Um. <laughs> I didn't really get that many other Q and A's. So, uh, with that being said, my name is JT. Shout out to everybody listening to the podcast. Shout out to everybody who's a part of the family. Much love, peace, and chicken grease. We'll be back here tomorrow. Dang sure a lot earlier than today. You know, I apologize. I apologize that this could not be a live episode, but uh, I had to work what I had to work with. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the family. It's the People's Paradise Podcast. We are out. Oh, yeah, and uh, Lowbrow, shout out to everybody listening to the podcast. If you're 21 and up, 12 if you're 18 and up, Lowbrow's in downtown Sacramento. They're having a really big Halloween party on Wednesday. If you live in Sacramento County or somewhere within 100 miles of Worth Driving and you want to see me, come out there. It's going to be lit. I'm coming out there. My cousin coming out there. We're bringing our friends. We cute. Let's do it.